my name is Comfort or Confizor. I'm listening to Dream City on Unlag Radio 103.1 FM every Saturday at 10 a.m. Dream City is where fun lives, where lives are transformed, where lives are actualized. You always have to get up and make a move. It's still Dream City on Unilag Radio 103.1 FM. Yes, I announced earlier that I have somebody in the studio, a beautiful lady, an amazing lady. You know, while going through her profile this week, you know, I was so, so amazed. I look at a lot of things that she has done. I'm like, okay, so this is somebody to look out for, you know. <laughs> Let's follow her everywhere she goes so we know what she does and all of that. Okay, so but before we go into details, Alamide is here in the studio. Hi, Alamide. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you cold? Kind of. <laughs> I'm in jacket, so kind of. Okay, all right. So take the profile of our guest. So okay. we're going to interview. Our guest is an educational psychologist and social entrepreneur, and she's the founder of iRead Mobile Library Network, the first innovative and fully integrated books on wheels for children in Nigeria, bridging literacy gaps, empowering teachers, and enhancing quality education for the African child. With urban and regional planning as her first degree, postgraduate diploma in education and master's degree in educational psychology. She's passionate and about education and the environment and she represents this as a green ambassador, teaching children and youths on suitable and sustainable development goals and leading countless of youth to go green by empowering them with entrepreneurial skills and practical knowledge of climate change, renewable energy, and how they can contribute in saving the planet. She is a 2015 Mandela Washington Fellow, and her dream is to build the largest network of libraries for children across Africa. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, join me as a welcome for me, Ilori. Good morning, and welcome to the show. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we are talking knowledge on wheels. I'm sure you know why we chose that topic, right? We're talking knowledge on wheels with Fumi Ilori here in the studio. The phone lines are open. The numbers are still the same. 081-330-38749-0802-093368. If you're calling me, you're calling to either ask a question or you're calling to shout out to my guest. The quiz segment is over, okay? The, the quiz segment is over and it's time for our interview with Fumi Ilori. So let's start... Um, Let's talk about your childhood memories. Let's start from there. Would you love to share any of these childhood memories with us? Uh, well, yes, because okay. my mom was referring to one of it to say she's not surprised that I work with children now. Okay. Mm. And um, many times when children get lost mm. or something similar to that happened. So I've, I've had um, a story that we went to school and the school bus was bringing us home. Okay. So the some children had missed their stop or mm. they even came into the wrong bus okay and when they started crying i told them oh don't worry i know they i know <laughs> them i took them to my house and told my mommy look they can't just be lost mm. i need to help them you know stay in the house and she was just like what why would you bring <laughs> children to the house and that night we had to report to um so the authorities okay. and we got the children back to their parents oh. so that started my love for children and it's transcended even into my 
into adult other things. Age, yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about growing up. Um, what was it you wanted to become? You know, while growing up, you have these dreams of, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, an accountant. What was it you wanted to become? Okay, so this is the first time I'm getting this type of question. <laughs> I wanted to be a journalist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to admire someone on television. She's late now. Mm. And every time i'll just sit there looking at the way she speaks mm. i was taking over and hoping that someday i'll be in the tv okay. and my dad said no you're not going to not everybody can be on tv mm. you would be a journalist and you'd need to travel everywhere okay if you become a journalist you would not get a husband to marry mm. and that was how i lost that dream so that he actually dad, said that yes he said that mm. um i found it because I love to speak. Okay. And I'm going to be starting a TV station soon for children. Interesting. Interesting. So let's let, let's go into your passion for reading. You know, I, I say passion because yours is not ordinary. It's not just every it's not a normal average Nigerian that reads. So you've decided to take reading to another level. So when did you discover that you had this passion for reading specifically? I didn't have a passion for reading. Okay. I just I knew that reading was something that would help you after I attended a leadership training okay. in my church. Mm. And we used to have almost monthly recommendations for mm. books. Okay. And I really wanted to be a leader. So I started imbibing the culture. But one of the days they asked us to write down a big dream that would not mm. be able to achieve. And that big dream was to build the largest library in Africa. Wow. That was what wow. I wrote down. And I, I, I've been a teacher for about 10 years before that period. Okay. Many of the places I saw the children used to struggle with reading. Mm -hmm. The libraries were going out and all the different things. In that period, I'd gained the confidence to enjoy reading. I, I just was a brilliant student. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to read to pass. Okay. But now I realized that, look, it's not just about getting the grades mm. it's more about enlightenment knowledge mm. you know and so um i got my passion for reading in my adult age in your adult age yes. interested okay um the idea of a mobile library how did that come about so after we attended that leadership training at um the daystar leadership mm. academy mm. they said write down your dream i think god just gave me that inspiration because he said it had to be a big dream that wow. you would not be able to achieve mm. and i said okay so what can be really really big because i i just feel like an achiever so i said hey, this one if i write it they'll give me high marks <laughs> to build the largest library in africa mm. and he mm. told us to you know flesh it up write the names of the people you're going to need mm. write um all the things you're going to need i didn't even know what i was going to need so i started um, asking the people in my class that okay. if you want to build the largest library in Africa, what would you need? And they were helping me to put things together. Mm. Um, unfortunately, we were not allowed to submit that assignment. We were told to start with what we have. Okay. And I go back home, put my books in a basket, put my DVDs in another basket, and I started going from house to house. I was targeting the adults, okay. and they were borrowing the books to read, they were borrowing the DVDs, more okay. of the DVDs than the than the books mm. and it took another 10 years for this dream to really materialize okay, let, let, let's go back to the basket thing 
when you started out as you know when you started taking the books to people in their houses in the basket and all of that was it just a hobby or at that time you had you you wanted to make money out of it at that time i just wanted to obey the instruction mm. because i was fired up okay going to a leadership training and they were telling us that our dreams could come true mm. and i just waiting a big dream that would not be Achievable, <laughs> you know. So, but that was just to en- enhance or enlarge our our horizon mm. to make us know that things can be possible if only you took a step. And I was happy that I took that step. Okay. Luckily for me, in the one year that I was doing it in a basket, I was able to tell myself that the adults were not my target audience mm. because they were renting the videos, they were renting the books. Okay. But they were not reading the books. Mm. So whenever I go to the adults, they will tell me, um, sorry, I've opened, I've started, but I can't finish it yet. Just mm. take take the the 15 naira for the week and that <laughs> continued. So after 10 years, when I did, I, I was opportune to um, apply for the UN grant okay. at the time. So when I applied, I won. And that dream stayed with me mm. to say building the largest library in Africa mm. so when I won I knew that it was an adult that I was going to target yeah. if I had not done it at that time mm. I probably wouldn't have known the right, the right path. target audience yes. okay so let's let's look at it again so when you started did you have early believers did you have people who believed in this dream aside um, the leadership academy you at, you attended and you they were told to okay keep the word and start that is what you have when you did you relate this to with other people and what was their reaction reaction did they believe in this dream okay so the first person I, I i shared this with was my sister my younger sister and she just said uh the ewing grant is here you're so good with children maybe you should start a school i said oh no i don't want to start a school i have a dream so when i told her what it was she said really okay so just apply with that and mm. let's see when I won the grant, I knew that it was a good dream I had. Oh. And fortunately for me, my mom was my first believer. Okay. Because she just gave me funds mm. to start off. I, I didn't even have access to the 10 million naira that I won mm. yet. But she gave me funds to start um, the dream. It's novel. It's the first of its kind. Mm. So I'm sure nobody even understood. Say, books and wheels <laughs> exactly. what's that mm. you know, but she just believed it so at that time did you say um the fact that you won the win grant was a confirmation that you needed to go into this yes <laughs> yes so the, the first step was we had 66,000 applications okay and 6,000 people were shortlisted mm-hmm. so when i when i it was the first time that it dawned on me that okay mobile library mm. and i googled it i saw that mobile libraries really existed in other countries in other countries and they were even going extinct mm. but it didn't ha- it wasn't happening over here so um that was a confirmation and i i, I did a lot of research on it okay. and finally when we did um, we'd gone for a business training mm. um, at the lbs and we reapplied 1200 finalists were chosen wow so I just knew it. Meanwhile, for the past 10 years before mm. that time, mm. my dream was on my wall. Mm. 
Mm. I'd mm. put it there to say building the largest library in Africa. Mm. Interesting. Okay, to our listeners at home, we're still talking to Fumi Ilori and um, the numbers to call in. Someone was trying to call in earlier. You can call us now. The phone lines are open. It's 1030 time check. 081 Those are the numbers to call in. If you have any questions, you can call in and ask your question so we would we, we'll continue let me take up on okay so while trying to carry out this project what are the major challenges you encountered and how were you able to surmount them the first challenge was the fact that there was nobody i could look up to <laughs> there was nobody in the industry to ask questions but i had mentors and my yes. first mentor was my younger sister oh. and her husband and they were they were yeah, just the first so person that i'm hearing from that the mentor <laughs> is, is the younger sister, sister. Yeah. you know said that you know some persons would be like okay i have a mentor i have people that i listen to but they would never call them mentor like my younger sister she was there for me but you won't give her the name mentor <laughs> no so even up till now when i have I usually tell her that you should have been my elder sister because <laughs> I keep going back to say I have this challenge and she would dissect it. So she's like you're listening, yeah. Yes, she is. And um well Shout out to your younger sister. Okay, yes. And when I started off fully I had told God, I, I went for a particular camping program and I said, God, if you really want me to do this, let me get one person that would buy into, you know, sign up for the mobile library okay. today. And so I asked the owner of the camp that I wanted to pitch it to the parents. And after I pitched it, I didn't have anything. All I had was the form to sign up. I had my receipt booklet to receive money. <laughs> that actually leads me to my next question. Sorry to cut you. It's so okay. this is a capital intensive project, I must say. So how did you raise funds for everything? Okay, so the first time I started, the one year, I started with what I had, which was my books and my DVDs in a basket. Only. Fast forward 10 years after, I won 10 million naira from the Ewing program. And that helped me, of course, the money was distrib- was given to us in tranches. Mm. So I received my first two million. Mm. I got an office space. I got, um, I had two members of staff. And I got my first vehicle. I bought books. Like I said, my mom helped me. So um, I had a car and I had few books in the car. I had also gone to my children's school to pitch and tell them, oh, you know what, I'm starting a mobile library, and I want all the, you know, it was just exciting for them, but nobody had even seen what it was that I was doing. So fortunately for me, at that camping program, three people signed up without seeing anything, and that was a confirmation for me that it was going to be a good thing. Okay, so uh, when you finally took the project to the public, how was the acceptance like? Were they receptive? Yes, but then it was also dazing because I got a truck that was, you know, converted. It looked like the pure water truck mm. and I built a cabin over it and put shelves in it. Wow. It had fans, it had seats wow. and <laughs> taking it into estates yeah. and schools and people were like, ah. Oh, are you sure she's not going to be locking children up into, into <laughs> this van? And the first interview I had with um, Central China TV, 
that interview helped to open me up to say, look, when you hear the honk of the van in your estate, it's not, it's not um, the ice cream van, <laughs> it's actually the mobile library. Yeah. So, but parents were excited, the children were excited, mm. but we didn't have a lot of buy-in. Right now, a lot of people are calling us and we don't even have enough capacity to take them. Okay, so let's talk about the reading culture of children and young people. Like, what challenges do you think they face when it comes to reading? Access. Access to books. Yes, access to books is one of the major challenges. And that's one of the things we're bridging. The other thing is educators. So we need educators that would inspire children to love reading. Mm. Many times, reading comes like a chore people parents especially beat their children to read mm. and that shouldn't be it children should be inspired i started off with my children reading to them telling them stories it became a routine every saturday and then since i started having my first um, baby i would buy my children books i have three of them and I buy them books every month because we celebrate our birthdays every month. Mm -hmm. So for every date, they receive a book. And that just became um, a culture in the family. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I think parents have a lot to do in this regard. The educators have a lot to do. Okay. If we inspire the children, they would love reading. Okay, let's let's go. Let's take it back a little. So you we've been able to assess the challenges and the problems with things that young people have when it comes to reading. You said assessing the books is one of the challenge. So what what solutions? What solutions is the I read mobile library? Let's let's bring it down to what you do. You know what solutions are you providing to tackle this? Okay, so I I'll know the go, answer. I, I, I would go general now. Okay. The first solution is let's have libraries in every community. Mm. Every community deserves a library. The last time I went to a library, it was not a funny one. Ooh. It was the the blinds were dead, the chairs were dead, everything. It looks like I only I was only seeing old people there. My mind, I'm like, mm. are you sure you are the right place? Comfort. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. When when I went to the US, I visited a lot of libraries. Mm. A lot. Any any country I'm opportunity to visit, I go into their libraries. It's a lot of fun to the point that even nursing mothers okay. have a space. Wow. So there's something called the baby lap time. Hmm. And once it starts from cradle, mm. reading would just be good. If we can have libraries in every community, and that's one of the things um, I read mobile libraries doing, okay. taking books to people at their doorsteps. Mm. We can have a lot more mobile libraries because there are communities that are underserved. Mm. They don't even have schools, let alone libraries. So if we have mobile libraries across, but you know setting up a library is not a big deal all okay. you need is a beautiful space mm. put nice aesthetics there and let people find it fun so when i say this i refer a lot to children because that's where it starts from when we talk about youth it's because they didn't have that culture from a young, young age, age. Let alone talking about adults. Mm, mm. So, but I was fortunate because of the setting of my my church, I could take it up. Okay. But let me tell you, I actually started reading from a young age. Mm. My dad would get us books. 
they exposed us to books. Okay. It, it wasn't just, I just wasn't interested in school books. Okay. Because I was smart. I, I just would get the grades without mm. reading. Mm. But that exposure, children need to read more than just their school books. Yeah, we need to read more just more than just our school books. Okay, so you, you made mention of the mobile library. You take it to different areas, rural communities, uh, uh, you know, alike. So in some of these communities, you find children who cannot read. So what, what, what do you do about it? I do storytelling. Okay. And um, that's one of the first steps. Because when you tell stories to children, especially from a book. Okay. They just look at it and say, wow, there's something magical about this book. Mm. It spurs mm. their interest. Okay. You know, they want mm. to pick the books. And it's okay to picture read. You don't have to read it. You don't have to read the sentences or whatever. Mm. I attended mm. a training some um, a month ago from the Gote Institute, training authors and illustrators of children books. Okay. Children books need to be very attractive. Mm with lots of pictures so when they see those pictures and they're able to say um look at the cat is flying mm, 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 mm. they don't have to even read the sentences in the book they can just look at it and say the cat is flying mm. you know i've been to a community where the children were turning books upside down wow yes because they'd never had access they, they don't have books mm. and you wouldn't even believe that it's just a community very close to us, just mm. our neighbors here. Mm. And the children, um, you know, getting emotional, but <laughs> we need to do a lot. We need mm. to do a lot. We need to do a lot. Zero eight one double three zero three eight seven four nine zero eight zero two zero nine double three six three eight. Those are the numbers to call. Call in and join the conversation. Join our interview with Fumi Laurie as we talk about knowledge on wheels. We'll go for a break, but before we go for that break, um, I would like to take take you back to one of the answers you gave. You know, you said they really do not know. Um, the children do not necessarily have to know how to read. You do storytelling and all of that. So, what solutions? You see a lot of young people. Um, anything fun, young people will be part of it. Anything that is fun, they will be part of it. So how can we bring fun into reading? Fun can be brought into reading in various ways. I usually organize a camping program. Okay. And on the agenda for the camp, we don't even have anything called reading. Okay. But reading takes the highest stars. Hmm. So you must be caught reading. When, when the children finish, you know, when, when they take their bath, the next thing is they want to read. When it's art time, they finish their artwork, they pick the books to read because they know that is going to earn them more stars mm. than even all of the activity. For young people, I'm referring to teenagers, young adults, and even adults, okay. we can begin to have fun. There are many book clubs setting up um, across the country. People are reviewing. I had a training for my team members of recent, okay. and one of the trainer broke down the seven habits of highly effective people on the training and i was telling them do you know when you read this book it will take you a month yes and now you're receiving (laughs) a training Mm. based on the book Mm. so we can do things like that we can do books review also when i said storytelling i don't mean that we can teach children how to read there is a process okay but that is just to spoil their interest if you can do that, story tell to your children. Mm. We even have parents, the airlines that say, my child cannot read. Do you have time to tell them stories? Mm. If mm. you can do that, 
before you know it, they just begin to pick up those books to want to read. read on There's also a process of teaching how to read. Okay. And the phonics mm -hmm. method is a very good way to teach children how to read. Interesting. We'll go for this break and when we come back, we'll wrap this up. Thank you.
you're always on the go like me, I'm sure you'd love to have the perfect bag. That one bag that you can fit all your things in. Pure bliss, right? Pretty much like my extra value plan. But before I got on MTN Extra Value, I had one plan for my course, another for data, and then another for when I travel abroad. Ugh! Trying to remember what code worked for each package was so stressful and overwhelming. But now, thanks to my extra value all-in-one plan, at the same cost of data, I get all the data and talk time I need. And when I'm abroad, I automatically browse, chat, and call right on the same plan. Amazing, right? MTN Extra Value is the compact plan made just for you. For just 2,000 Naira, you get 2.5 gigabytes at 2,500 Naira talk time you can use at home or abroad. So, more of data or calls, whichever one you prefer, MTN Extra Value is made just for you. Seriously, can't wait to see that movie in the cinema. Hey, hey now, I hear it's the best movie of the year. And it starts at 7 p.m. Better check your Google map for the fastest route. Ah, there's traffic all the way there. Oh. Even on the alternative route. Now, what? This traffic should not dull also. Mm. Wait, I have an idea. We'll stream the movie right from my tab. Mm, now, that will mean constant buffering and low video quality. Besides, who has that kind of reliable data? Uh-uh. I've upgraded to MTN 4G now. No buffering. The speed is great and the quality is... Rebecca, are you sure it's... Wow, that was fast. Trust me, streaming movies on MTN 4G is amazing. So, how about you grab us some popcorn? Get on the widest data network and experience the power of MTN 4G. Upgrade your SIM to 4G now and get 4 gigabytes free instantly. Data makes everything better. So, we've got this just for you. Yeah, welcome back. It's still Dream City on Lag Radio 103.1 FM. And we have been talking knowledge on wheels with Fumi Ilori on the show this cold Saturday. But beautiful and exciting Saturday morning. Okay, so my phone lines are still open. Um, 081 Those are the numbers to call. If you have questions for my guest, you can call in. If you just want to shout out to her. If you like what she does, if you've seen her somewhere, you want to call in and say that you should actually call in. Okay, so let's say let, let's let's continue with our interview. Okay, I have a call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Your name and where you calling us from? My name is uh, Olu I'm calling from Igodo. Hi, Toby Olale from Igodo. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Okay, do you want to shout out to my guest or you have a question for her? Actually, I just. I want to greet her and I, I got a question for her. Okay, go ahead. She, she can hear you. All right. Good morning, Mrs. Formula. Good morning, Toby. Yes, ma'am. I'm really inspired. Thank you so much. Thank you for the good work, ma'am. Thank you, Toby. Um, honestly, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm inspired. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you. And my question for you this morning is, uh, you said before uh, before you materialize your, your goals written that you said, took you, uh, after you started, it took you 10 years to get what actually the, 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 uh, the goal is. So are you getting me? Yes, 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 I can hear you. So uh, you want to ask you, ma'am, uh, within, within the 10 years, ma'am, so what have you been doing? You still continue doing, uh, doing what you were doing, carrying books around in the basket, or 
you divert into another thing, ma'am. Okay, thank you, Toby. Thank so, you, Toby, for calling. She will take your question now. Yes, right. so in the 10 years, I, I did the uh, mobile library that's books on baskets for one year, and I got a job as a teacher. I was very fortunate to get that job because I didn't have a background in teaching, mm. but I loved children, okay. and um, the school allowed me to to be an assistant teacher, but mm. I also worked very well as a good assistant teacher mm. i got promoted in a very short time wow. so in the 10 years i was in school I, I worked in two different schools to um gain experience and that was when my love for children became huge mm. Mm. while i was in the school i think in the ninth year okay. was when i got the opportunity to um, sign up for the UN grant. Okay. So by okay. the 10th year, I exited and started my thing. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so Toby, I hope you're cleared on that. She has taken your question. So what would you say has brought you this far? Self-motivation. When you say self-motivation? So I had to tell myself that my dream will come true. Mm. Imagine a dream that is so big <laughs> view the largest library in fact at some point i started checking google mm. what is the existing largest library in africa mm. but i realized that it wasn't just about a building it okay. was about building lives mm. so becoming an influence in in that industry okay. in the industry of knowledge okay. and um let me quickly commend you for this topic mm. knowledge on wheels, <laughs> wheels you know so before now what we say is books on wheels and i had to look at it to say do you know that it's more than just this ad copies mm. it's mm. the fact that people are getting enlightened yeah. people are getting more they say what if you can pick a book to read mm. you would know more you know so yeah. um it's it's been good all the way okay okay all right so um the mobile library is it open to everybody the mobile library is open to everybody we go How to schools and communities the public subscribe? aside yes. being a student or in a particular school okay so right now we have just four um vans okay that moves around mm. it's very limited we okay. can each van does about six to seven schools per mm. day okay and then the weekends we use it to visit communities it's very limited mm. and we're trusting that in the coming quarter we want to start setting up libraries in schools mm. exciting libraries mm. such that everybody gets the access so for the public we have our online library okay that parents can sign up their children for mm. very very minimal you just pay your membership and you have free access we have over a thousand different um, types of books okay. in our online library, so it's mm. open. Okay. So final words um, to young people out there who have ideas. A lot of us have ideas, but we are just too scared to pursue it. So final words to young people there. Start with what you have. Mm. Start. You've got something. Everybody has a dream. And I would also say write that dream down. Mm. I've written down my dream, but guess what? I have several other dreams, mm. but I keep writing. And part of it I mentioned to you is to start a TV program yeah. for children. Mm. 
so dreams come true i've come to realize that write your dreams mm. and if you can put it down it can materialize if you just start okay just start it mm. don't just talk it do it do it come on do it <laughs> okay thank you so much for coming on the show this morning i had an amazing time talking to you this morning was so exciting let me do yes how was it for you? It was amazing. And she kept repeating dreams, dreams. You're in Dream City. Okay, so that's something I do on my show every Saturday. I ask my guests what does self-actualization mean to them. So if we were to ask you, Fumilari, what does it mean to you? What does self-actualization mean to you in your own words? Self-actualization is pursuing your dreams bit by bit and seeing it come true. Mm. If you don't start, there's nothing to to look um you know to actualize. Mm. So the first thing is let it come from yourself. Okay. Dream it. Dream it. Keep dreaming it. There's nothing, you know, there's no limit to dreams. Mm. Once you can dream it, then you can do it. I'm 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 so happy with the fact that my dreams are coming true. Mm. I love children. I want to be around them. If this room was filled with children, I would rather be with them than mm. be with the adults. Mm. And so I had the opportunity. I went into education. I left urban and regional planning. I still do things around the environment. I love the environment. Climate change and yes. the Yes. <laughs> but then I went into the thing I was passionate about, which is education. Mm. So your dreams can come true. And that's self-actualization for me. Thank you very much. Your dreams can come true. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me. Okay, to our listeners at home, thank you to all of you who called into the show. And to my winner today, my Dream City Quiz Challenge winner, Gloria, I'll contact you soon and you'll get your airtime. So for Artist of the Month Challenge, like you know, I played Cecil's song today, Come True. He's our Artist of the Month winner for April. So if you want to be our winner for May, all you have to do is send your song to music at youngcerebral.com or you can send it to youngcerebralmusic at gmail.com and we'll pick it up from there. So you can stand a chance of being my Artist of the Month. So what do you get by being the Artist of the Month? I get to play your song every Saturday on my show for, for one month. That sounds interesting, right? Yeah. So send your songs to music at youngcerebral.com or you send to youngcerebralmusic at gmail.com. So thank you so much to all those according today. To the team, to YNC, to Young and Cerebral, a big shout out to you and kudos to the team. You can follow us on social media at youngcerebral at youngcerebral. And you can follow me on Twitter at Confizi and on Instagram at Confizo. Thank you. And like she said, like my guest said, start with what you have. Start with what you have and always write that dream write it down write it down i'll give you a personal experience um for april i wrote down some things that i wanted to do and the moment i wrote it down the first week i was able to actualize i was able to get one done i just ticked it off that okay this out of the list so you know i've, I've never really practiced this I practice for long term, you know, not short term. But when I did that, it brought to my mind that, okay, I, I should be doing it all the time. I should do this often because it helps you to work towards achieving those steps, work towards achieving those things that you've written down. And you know, you don't just want to write things down without, you know, getting them done. If you are serious about what you're doing. So remember, write that dream down and start with whatever you have. Start with whatever you have. You don't necessarily have to have everything, but start with that little thing that you have. Have an amazing weekend. Before I say too much, I'll start another Dream City show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so have an amazing weekend and see you all same time, same station next week. From all of us in the studio, we're saying bye. bye.